0: Mate, I appreciate this again. I just want to say thank you. you no, know, you're uh, a fellow fish. I used to be in the pool back as a kid. So that's what um really caught my eye. And uh, the biggest thing for me is like, how do we teach kids how to swim?
1: Yes, totally. I mean, even here in Florida, a ton of kids don't know how to swim. and You would think they're surrounded by water and mm. they just have no idea.
0: Mm. Same. I'm in New Zealand at the moment, right? And um, there's a massive part of the population that can't swim. And I'm like, there's two islands, guys. Like, you know, the the ocean's right there. What happens if you fall in? It's like oh, well.
1: everywhere, like it's crazy, right? Totally crazy.
0: But sport career, it's this is pretty phenomenal. I'm gonna give you a little bit of time to I guess give us a little bit of a background on yourself.
1: Okay. Well my name's JC Hinton. I'm originally from Texas then I moved to Boston and now I'm here swimming at the University of Miami. I'm a broadcast journalism major and I'm also a sophomore I didn't mention that and right now I'm really using the NIL platform to kind of build a brand for myself while being a student athlete here and just the experience overall has been really great like I don't take it for anything in the world and I think being a college athlete has honestly really paid off. It's kind of like you put in so many years of work and being this kind of like you were the athlete in high school, like Mm -hmm. you had the different life, different schedule. And now there's a lot of people who are going through the same thing in a similar situation. And it feels like almost everything's paying off. So I love it.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Like the, the student athlete, um, lifestyle and whole kind of construct is something that's always fascinated me. Right. Um, like being from, from the UK, like the athlete side isn't really funded that much. So there's not really much incentive to to kind of go down the student athlete route because you're either a student or an athlete doing both, like it's not really gonna work. You know, you gotta plow so much time into you and you're not there's not many pillars around you to help support you. Um do you wanna um do you wanna let us into a little bit of uh what is what is it like to be a student athlete?
1: In college? Yeah. So you're completely out of the normal person world, like not completely out, but you're just on a different level. It's kind of like there's the regular students you call NARPs, non-athletic regular person. And then there's, (laughs) and I don't even see myself like in that way. Like, oh my gosh, I'm an athlete. Like, I'm just like, I just, I've been this my whole life. I'm doing whatever We get to school. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're on like this sports team. You have athlete gear. Like you're doing this. Oh, there's these athletes in my class. And it's sort of a culture. I think it's at every school, especially in Miami though. There's just this kind of thing around athletes. Like, you know, you get better like school access. Like you're always picking classes first. You get kind of some leeway with teachers, which is really good because not leeway, but they're very, considerate of your schedule which is sort of an incentive like you said there's not many and it was almost the same in high school so that's really nice and you have all these extra uh, like things I'm trying to describe it in a way like you have a big support system it's like everyone else is a regular student and then you're a student and then you have this huge support system of people who are rooting for you who want you to succeed in the classroom and in your sport and You have an automatic group of people and with that just in your sport, but also doing every sport. And a lot of those people are going to go off and do great things. You might know someone who's going to be a professional player and you really create lifelong friends, great connections. And it's definitely an elevated college experience with that. It's also way harder than someone who would have not, who's not having the same obligations as a student athlete. And you know, it's kind of like you're really learning two different things. I feel like as an athlete, you have to learn a lot about balance and time management and really scheduling yourself and prioritizing versus as a regular student, you have so much time. So it's kind of like, okay, how can I actually make myself get stuff done in this amount of time, which I experienced even like in the week we had off of swimming. So
0: yeah, especially with swimming, right? You spend so many hours in the pool just yeah beating yourself up and down right and um when you take that off and uh, you have a little bit of a rest you're like what do I do with all these hours literally yeah I think um I think I think student athlete is a great idea you know because it, it incentivize is skill you know like there's for the for the kids that aren't necessarily as academically gifted you know like it gives them a little bit of a kick in the ass and a push of like hey guys you you might need some studies, you know, like you're probably going to need maths and English, you know, like, so if you, if we allow you to play sport, you know, like, okay, you're going to have to uh, get these exams as well. Right. And um, yeah, I think it's, I think it's a really fascinating um, concept. And I'm, I'm always thinking about how do we bring it into like high schools? Cause I know for myself, like trying to get me to concentrate in class was not a good idea. You know, I'm the
1: same, literally the same way I'm like thinking and I'm like, I was in a pool 30 minutes an hour ago, like how am I supposed to be doing math and reading and these guys just all out of that and I'm like trying to recover from a workout right now. And then you get to the later half of the day, you're like, Oh, I really have to go back to the pool. Like, it's yeah, crazy.
0: yeah. What are they gonna make me do later? It's like, oh fuck, I gotta do repeats. It's like, oh, yeah. gonna, I need to get some. I need to get a nap in somewhere. What if I Got next? Oh, psychology. I'll get a nap there.
1: Out <laughs> in the bag.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can't say I've never done it, but um, I can't say I made a habit of it. Put it that way. My teachers might be listening. <laughs> I'm,
1: not, I'm always paying attention
0: in class. They so you know. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure, <laughs> mate. That's um, yeah, like. To bring it into high schools, I think would get a lot more um buy-in, right? Especially from lower decile, low socioeconomic areas, right? And um yeah, what do you what do you think about that? Someone who's through the system, through student athlete life, somebody who's clearly like an absolute animal as an athlete. Um, what what, what yes. do you what do you think of that?
1: I think implementing a sort of student-athlete system in the at the high school level would honestly really be beneficial just for the whole process of getting to the collegiate level because there's always going to be factors that are stopping someone, either they're too academically focused and they're really trying to get their grades there and so it kind of takes away from their athletic performance or vice versa, are which I think is probably more common is they're so focused on their sport and that's kind of where their head's at and they go to class and it's really hard. Like they're on a completely different schedule than these kids. They don't have the the same amount of time that they do. And it's hard for them to excel in the classroom. Then they can't really get into the schools that they want to because they don't meet that level. And Mm. it's, you really have to find a way to like maintain the grades and just get, like get it enough to where your, your athletic performance is going up and finding like that balance is super hard and I was fortunate enough that I had a smaller school in high school and they had a little a good little swim team like with the high school team and so they kind of knew I was somewhere and I got some sort of leeway and I think another similar situation would be like a private school where you obviously have to pay for that but they are very athletic driven a lot of them mm-hmm. but just a public school definitely really hard like there's definitely, I feel like, some sort of culture around, like, oh, the athletes, whatever, like, in class, which is the same almost in college. They're like, oh, the football team's in the back doing whatever. But I think a sort of support system almost would be really beneficial Mm -hmm. to have, like, just around the country, if there is a free, like, way just for these kids to get, like, even someone to talk to or, like, have some sort of mentors and be like, listen, like, this is a universal experience. Like we know it's hard, but it's gonna get better. Like keep pushing, keep doing what you need to do. Like even little things. Like advice for support would be great. But...
0: Yeah, I think that's huge. You know, someone to look up to. You know, um, leading the way. Uh, I guess. So I guess that kind of kind of segments onto uh, what does leadership mean to you?
1: Leadership to me is. I feel like as a leader you want to be the best role model that you can but also be very relatable mm. it's almost like there's some sort of like leaders need to be like this person like so put together doing everything right like have themselves totally together but in reality, like, I mean, I'm never 100% going to be all together and neither is anyone. And so I think it's being a relatable person who, you know, has gone through similar experiences, who can be someone that you can talk to and like not have to worry and like, be like, oh, I hope they don't judge me for this. And it's almost a way of validating you, like a, some sort of like person who could be giving validation to the experiences. I mean, it'll come down to it. And if there's something you're like, okay, like you need to, beginning that you need to be doing better at this, whatever, in a constructive way. But just being someone who's reliable, honest, um, just continues to be their self, even with a leadership role, is really important.
0: Mm. You you mentioned something of relatable, right? And that really like, uh, rang alarm bells in my head of just like, yes, that's absolutely spot on. And I find like, there's a lot of There's a lot of people that aren't relatable nor personable, right? And uh, I'm gonna relate it back to the coaching scene because it's, it's how I like to pay my bills, right? And um, there's so many times that like people in front of the class may be way better than me, right? Have way more knowledge than me, bigger skill set, but I'm just like you're not bridging this gap, right? You're not being personable or relatable to these people, right? So it's all lost in translation. And it's like that little connection between a coach and an athlete is I think a very, very special thing. And both sides has time for leadership. They've got to show leadership. You know, the athlete teaches the coach a lot of the time. Right. And um, obviously we've got the other way around. That's the stereotypical um, kind of role. Right. Um, But I think, um, I think it's very important to be a relatable character and also, be able to communicate it in a way that that the athlete, in this example, can then articulate and understand it. Right. Definitely. I want to go back to your swim career because it's pretty, it's pretty impressive, and a bit it. of a swim nerd. All right. T- talk to me. How do you get in the pool?
1: Um. I think I was like five when I learned how to swim, probably. I did summer league when I was six and I was pretty good. I mean, I was always like tall, athletic build. My parents were both tall, they're athletes. And so they kind of threw me in. I was just doing whatever, like naturally was summer league. I think I had some little records there, like at my country club, but I was doing every sport basically at the time. They threw me in everything. I was going from like soccer, softball tried dancing I've tried everything and I think swim was the one thing that I really just connected with right off the bat and you could almost I guess say it was god-given talent like I kind of just have that feel for the water when I really get into it because I never really thought like oh my gosh like I need to be like swimming all the time it was just kind of like I was good at it so I stuck with it and this was all in Texas so I I got to I think I did my first club team same time, like six, seven, because I was good at summer league. And then they put me on the club team. And I just, I was just good. Like, I, I don't know. How describe, I was just naturally like good at swimming, like just whatever. I went to practice, did my thing. And then all of a sudden I was going fast. I was like, oh, this is fun. This is cool. I keep doing this. So mom can like win some stuff when I'm like eight and nine. And no, I was, I was really good when I was younger. And then I moved to Boston. And that was really hard because swimming in Texas versus Boston is very different. I feel like a lot more people swim in Texas and the athletic culture is a little bit different. And so I was around 12 at the time and I had been really good in Texas, like top of the country, like top of the state, like doing super well. And then I came here and I was put in this senior group and I was like, kind of like, OK, I'm like really young, way younger than all these kids. I'm in this like senior club the senior group I don't really know what's going on and I don't know if I struggled really with that coach connection or just like with overall transition but I really struggled like during that time just to continue improving I think also you get to a certain age where it's less oh you're just like a young kid like you can do whatever and be fast like it's really putting in like details specific effort like hitting what you need to and as a sprinter I think it's hard to get that specific training like for me, swimming is totally different than someone who does the mile. Like, they're going in pace, like, yards and yards and yards or meters. And they have, they just, like, keep going. For me, I'm, like, I go in, I do my 30 seconds, le- well, way less than 30 seconds, I hope. But, like, um, quick little races, and then I'm out, and then I look like, I'm, like, like, yeah. that's it. So, I think in like middle school, high school, it was, it was really hard for me to adjust and find the right coaching, find the right training, finding like people and teams that I connected with. And it was hard for me because I always was like kind of the top, like doing super well. Then I got thrown into, um, there's just a real, like you're competing with everyone from like 13, 14 up to like 18. And it's a total different, just a total different vibe. And, I think one thing for me is I always did super well racing and kind of get up there You just know like, if you're like seated top of the heat, you're like, okay, like I could do this, like this is fun. And then you go on your like, lane eight, you're like, oh, I'm so unsure. And I think that really got to me. And in high school swimming, I obviously, I mean, a club swimmer going to high school, that is always like, they are they have a completely different vibe. Like they're doing, they're at a more elite level. And so that for me, I think was almost kind of a confidence boost. And I did it my freshman year and I tried to balance high school and club swimming, which is really hard, but I had a great season. Like I was going in, like, I I mean, I was like one of the fa- the fastest there. Like, so it's was super fun. I was behind the box, like confident. I like knew I was going to win just because I was the club swimmer. And even just with that confidence, I would go so fast. And I'm like, I'm in this random pool, this random meet, like how this is so weird. And So that's kind of how I knew I would love college swimming because it's like, okay, like you're going with people like who are like same, same age, same everything, kind of in the same vibe. And it's just, you're competing for the team. Everyone's cheering for you, just like that atmosphere. Mm. So I did it for my freshman year. Obviously it was really hard to balance and that kind of sparked some confidence. So I did Okay, like my sophomore junior year and then COVID happened and that was a whole thing in itself. Mm -hmm. And I committed to U-Miami in my junior year virtually. Or was it my sophomore? No, it was my junior year. Yeah, virtually the spring of my junior year. Then, I mean, swimming was just weird that whole time, in New England. not a ton of pools were open and stuff. So really, like, came, like, freshman year, well, actually, senior year, I did high school swimming again, which is another fun little thing, but then COVID, whatever, came my freshman year and it was hard. It was really like that was hard. Like, especially if you're not like in the best, best shape. Like I I was kind of training, but it was weird just getting pool time and such. And I was like, I don't know if I can do this. Like this is so much. We're training like doubles every day. Like my body's never done this. I'm not used to this. And it was definitely a struggle. Like I really had to put my head down more than I like ever usually would. And kind of earn the respect of my teammates my coaches and just really like everyone like you just want to show that you're there to like work because it's easy to just be like okay you're kind of in it like do you want to do this do you want to be a college athlete or do you just kind of want to be a college student and so it's really like making you know you want to be there putting in the work and from like there's a lot of work that i did last year and it definitely is translated into this year and so i'm able to like Relax. i have a great connection with my coaches and teammates and it's been a lot a lot of fun mm. so i'm rather um and we have our championship meet in about a month or so so that's exciting
0: fuck yeah that sounds that sounds epic i mean i mean for people i don't know swimming right like swimming is one of those weird ones that if you spend a week out of the pool it's going to take you two weeks to get it back right it's one of these things that you just need to spend frigging hours in that pool just beating up and down and feeling the water and it's it's like you feel like a fish when you're ready you know yes. but if you get out it's like just like this weird different creature
1: yes literally it's like you either have it or you're like I don't even what am I doing yeah. like this is all. so it's fun in those moments but it definitely takes a lot of work and consistency to get there
0: yeah for sure and i can really empathize that covid is just gonna smash that feeling out the water right because you i mean pardon the pun but you're not going to spend a lot of time in, in the pool, you know and it's not like other sports where you can kind of get away with yeah you're not going to have the intrinsic feedback of in the middle of the sport but you can kind of get away with training outside doing different things you know especially with like you know crossfit right for example it's like okay you can't go to the gym mint but you can just go do literally anything man like go do anything it's going to help your fitness but like a specific of a swim fitness is a little different right you can go do circuits you can lift weights you can go for a run mega you can get your fitness up but like get back in that pool and that swim fitness is different so different
1: like you can be in the best i was running all this stuff and then you haven't touched the point you get in and you know you do like a little workout you're swimming and it's like oh okay i feel fine and then you start doing sets and you are like whoa <laughs> like, you see your pace you see your time you're like that that is a little bit off
0: yeah you want me to hold that pace are you are you crazy you're going in yeah. five seconds after it you're like no nah, this is not happening guys
1: yeah sorry not today <laughs> I think no, being in the pool is definitely really important, but I'm someone who also thrives off of having a lot of stuff outside of the pool. I think a lot of that's because I'm a sprinter, but strictly swimming for me, for my event specifically, it's just like I'm I'm not building like every muscle group that I need to, because I'm not like going just like forever. I need to have like power and be able to excel myself as fast as possible. And the start and the turn are so much of my race that Lifting and doing a lot of like plyometric stuff is also really important for me, too. Mm.
0: So, how many land sessions do you usually do?
1: Um, we lift about three times a week Mm. and then we dry land, depends on the week, two times, three times. And I'm always doing stuff. I actually take dance classes as part of like my um arts credits here at Miami, and it is definitely translated into my swimming like I took one last spring and they're like JC what are you doing you better not get hurt like what is going on and I like after a few weeks I was really showing improvement with like the mind body just like connecting and having more control over my body and so I've done one every semester since and I think it's definitely helped a lot so I'm not a good dancer but I use that I mean that class is two three times a week and I love it like I might be the worst dancer in the class but (laughs) Do a lot of core stuff and you really have to like think like a lot of times when you get into a sport and you're doing the same motion every day, you're not thinking it's autopilot versus I'm going into dance and then like, I'm like, okay, I have to move this way, this thing, but also make it look really easy. And I was like, this is hard, but it's, it's wow. been good.
0: Wow. Transfer from dancing to swimming. That's something that I, I wouldn't <laughs> have guessed, you know?
1: <laughs> no, literally, but it's great. And the flexibility too. I love it.
0: So if you uh you step on the podium with that gold medal, you're just gonna say it was because of all the dancing.
1: Yes, definitely. Even you know, my coach like, I need to meet your dance teacher. Like, I need yeah. to thank, you because this has been great.
0: Yeah, maybe they know something that I don't. You know.
1: Maybe never know. Like I'm gonna get this guy hire him for for practice.
0: I took a I took a salsa class one time. Really. Yeah, legit. Like I went oh. with um. Uh, one of my ex-partners, right, we kind of turned up. I was like, yeah, let's give this a go. Like, let's, let's jump in. I'd love to be able to dance. I'm kind of like a cardboard box. So let's figure this out. Holy shit. Like, it was the most, like, nerve-wracking experience of my <laughs> life, man. You know, you can put me in pretty much any any environment. I'll be like, all right, let's 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 try and figure this out. And you put me there, and these people just kind of dancing around. I'm like, oh I am literally a fucking fish out of water now.
1: Yeah. A I, lot.
0: yeah guys don't don't watch how i'm moving
1: was it a one-time thing or did you keep going
0: no it was a one-time thing mate
1: you got to keep going back i know I, I was like i'm not meant to be here but you know by the end of the semester i'm like oh okay they're like well, she's made so much improvement
0: mm. Mm. yeah the start you're stepping on your own toes and you're tripping up and you're like what is going on like i got no rhythm but um yeah i'd i'd, I'd love to Oh, I definitely. think it's super cool. Like super someone that can break out into dance moves. Hell yeah. Sounds great. I
1: don't know if I'm there yet. I mean, I do a lot of random dance moves just for fun on deck. I don't know if I'm at that level yet, but maybe into the four years I'll have enough acquired skills from these classes that I'll be able to do a little routine.
0: Yeah, there you go. Now you got a second uh sport career to go into.
1: Yes fallout fails.
0: <laughs> yeah. I got uh, I got three questions. Okay. What's the greatest piece of life advice you've ever received?
1: Mm, greatest piece of life. Oh, that's hard. Mm, that's really putting me on the spot. I'm trying to think. I've like I've had a lot of great mentors who've given a lot of great feedback. I think I called my coach, um, my one of my my club coach last year, and I was like, I don't know if I can do this. Like, this is really hard. Like, these people aren't understanding me just as a person of swimmer. They're like, she's like, okay, listen, just like stick your head down, like do what they're telling you to do and earn their respect and their trust and just like do everything that you're supposed to be respectable, be nice, be polite. And then eventually like things will connect, it'll happen. And it it worked out. Like I've never really just like, like, okay, like, you know, forget everything. Like you just like, do what they're telling you to do. Like trust the process, which you could also say, just trust the process, listen to the people you're supposed to around you. They're there to guide you. And obviously it was very beneficial last year. have great connection with everyone. But just with like teachers, if you're going to work, um, dealing with people, it's just kind of like, okay, like just sit, listen, and being able to like control your emotions in a way and building up that like trust and respect and being able to listen to people almost in a way and just like not totally like push yourself out there and be like nudging and just be like, okay, like sit back. just like land or do what you're supposed to and then eventually you can go and build off of that but you have to start like give yourself a start don't come in with kind of this like mindset of oh I have to do this 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 being open to listening and trusting the process and doing things so I guess it's not one word but kind of the words that she gave me that really helped guide me through everything.
0: No I love it you know guidance from from someone that you look at in a position of leadership is is something really important you know and I I love to hear everybody else's journey, perspective, you know, story, um, adventure through through sport, right? We're the crazy kids that like to always be moving.
1: Yes, always.
0: <laughs> yeah, don't sit me down with a book. It's not going to end well. I'm probably just going to start drawing in it. It's not good.
1: You would have liked the pages. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's just like, Al, what are you doing, man? I'm like, no, 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 no. guys, just my brain's going out. Well. Yes. <laughs> Um, what's the worst piece of life advice you ever received?
1: Worst. I can't think of like the worst piece of life advice Um, that anyone's told me at least. It, like giving up is, I mean, you should never just give up like right off the bat, be like, okay, calling it quits. And um changing like completely changing yourself for someone or something i feel like are two things that that you shouldn't do i guess trying to fit in also Mm -hmm. trying to fit be the average normal person and i feel like for me there was a lot of times i was like oh i just want to be like you know whatever like same old same old but i at some point i realized i was never going to be like the typical person you know an athlete like i have really unique look i'm taller than most people i have personality um my brain works differently than other people you know I want to do different things and I think capitalizing off of that versus just trying to be the average person has been really beneficial
0: 110 bloody percent you know like fitting in with everybody else and slotting in with a crowd I'm gonna answer that the uh the very British way of saying fuck that you know <laughs> like that's not no Literally. like not that that's not that's not it man
1: we need more different creative people I feel like now it's just like you go and everyone's like you meet you meet a ton of people you're like oh you're just like this person I just met and to be unique to be a different person be willing to put yourself out there and acknowledging and using the fact that you are a unique individual is Mm. something great and I think the best people in the world are unique they're always doing stuff that no one else is doing
0: yeah and just being themselves right and doing their thing and just kind of being like oh why are you doing that oh it's kind of me i kind of like it yeah. and i'm a swimmer <laughs> and a dancer you know
1: yes <laughs> like, no one else is i mean they're doing their classes but they're like oh i'm doing the stretching class so i'm like no 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 you come and i'm dancing i'm doing the f- routine
0: <laughs> love it all right last question what are the three words you tell your younger self
1: three words um Words. Tell me a balance. Balance. Balance is always important. Authenticity. Always keeping it real. And trust. Just to build trusting relationships. Know who you can trust. And keeping that circle small and using it to build yourself up. Love that thank you so much of course thank you Alex it was so great to talk to you I love people. the world are always so fun to talk to you are like oh my gosh you get it you know what that's like
0: yeah we're, we're nuts people though right
1: yes I can't believe you do that no we do that it's
0: freezing pool 100%, 100% freezing pool at like 3am or something crazy you're like what are you doing <laughs> it's like ah oh, I don't know man but it's it's kind of fun
1: yeah you out. Know, you're like okay I mean I got my workout in for the day. It's only seven a.m., so that's good, at least. Yeah, exactly. Also- <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you got another one in like four hours.
1: <laughs> yes, literally. Right, uh, I appreciate your podcast and everything. Sorry to cut you off. I mean, this is so great, so great to talk to you, and I appreciate you finding me reaching out. So.
0: Oh, thank you so much. You're welcome back anytime. You know. Yes, and, thank uh, you. I'll let you get to class.
1: Thank you. Have a great rest of your week. Appreciate it. Thank you. Speak Bye. soon. Bye, everybody.